Welcome to another episode of Impact Today. We are Mark and Victoria Bowling, and we're teachers of God's Word. We're so excited about what we've been teaching. Um, so we're just going to continue on along those lines. We've been taking the stories, the miracle stories in the Gospels, one by one, mm -hmm. and really dissecting them, picking them apart, teaching on them in detail so that we can glean what we need to glean to receive our healing from the Lord. Because you know what? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. <laughs> the stories in the Bible, they're not just stories. They are actual historical accounts of something that happened. Mm -hmm. And so if we can read these and we can um, really look at them in detail, and we can see what did Jesus do? What did the people do to receive from, from him? Mm -hmm. We know that he's the same. He never changes. Mm -hmm. So he's going to do the same thing he always did. And then we can look and see what the people did mm -hmm. and do what they did and get the same results. You know, sometimes um, if you're sick or a loved one's sick, especially if it's something really... Um, you know, life-threatening, life-altering, it can hit you like, like a train mm -hmm. out of nowhere and really just throw you off, throw your life off. And, it, and sometimes in that kind of situation, you, you start grabbing for this and grabbing for that and looking for God and contacting this person, pray for me. And mm -hmm. contacting this person, pray for me, and, and emailing a ministry, pray for me, which is good. Mm -hmm. But do you realize you can do that? You can have a thousand preachers and all their wives praying for you. And you could still die of your disease. Oh, that's horrible. No, actually, it's good news. Because <laughs> the point of that is all you need is the revelation light of one truth from God's Word yes. to come in your heart. Mm -hmm. You see it. You grab it. You make it yours, and you're healed. That's right. That's right. So that's why we're doing this. <clears throat> we're taking these stories one by one so that you can see something and receive your healing. We left off. Um, talking about the healing of Peter's mother-in-law. She had a fever, right? Yes. So we're going to go back and, and read that. It's a very short account. Mm -hmm. It's found in three places um, in the Gospels. The first place is Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. Now, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and served them Amen. very short two verses right mark chapter 1 and verse 29 now as soon as they had come 
out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever, and they told him about her at once. So he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. Amen. Two perspectives. Two perspectives. And you have a third perspective. And the, the third perspective is found in Luke chapter 4, verse uh, 38. It says this, Now he arose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made request of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she arose and served them. That's interesting. Luke said it was a high fever. A high fever. It was so high that, it, you know, she was down for the count. Mm -hmm. She was... Uh, you know, she was laying down. So, you know, there's some people who can, you know, you can still operate even with a, you know, a, a, a good-sized fever. You know, people can do some stuff around the house or work or whatever. They just maybe whatever. They just kind of endure it. But this was so high that she was laying down. Mm -hmm. She was suffering. She was very weak. And if you look at these accounts, there's two methods there's two things that Jesus did to minister healing to her. Number one, He laid hands on her. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Healing can come through the laying on of hands. And, uh, and there's actually just, you know, there's two things that can happen with the laying on of hands. The first, the first thing that can happen through the laying on of hands is it's just a, a point of contact by which you release your faith. In other words, I lay hands on you in Jesus' name, and at that moment is when I believe I take the healing. It's when I believe I receive the so healing. So it's a point of contact for the person receiving yes. and also for the person praying. Yes. Because the person praying is laying their hands on. I mean, mm -hmm. laying on of hands. Mm -hmm. Another way to say that is touch. Yes. I touch you. When I pray for you and I touch you, at that point, I believe that the power of God is going into you to heal your body. Mm -hmm. If you're the sick person, that's the point where you believe mm -hmm. the power of God is coming into my body to heal my body. So it's a point of contact for both people. For both people. Mm -hmm. It's when you release your faith. See, there has to come a point where you say, I believe I receive my healing now, now. before you see anything, mm -hmm. before you feel anything, before you hear, taste, smell. Because faith is completely um, opposite of the five physical senses. All right? You, you don't receive by the five physical senses, you receive by faith. It's like your sixth sense. It's kind of like this. You don't try to see with your ear. Right. And you don't try to taste with your eyes. No. No, you taste with your mouth. You, you hear with your ear. You see with your eye. Well, you don't use your faith with your eyes. You don't use your faith with your ears. You use your faith with your spirit. With the eye of faith, you say, it's mine, I take it now, in Jesus' name. 
So, there has to come a point where that happens in your heart. And laying on of hands serves as a way to which you can release your faith. Like this. In Jesus' name, it's mine now. Or if you're the one receiving, in the name of Jesus, it's mine now. Okay? That's when you receive. Now, that's the first reason for the laying on of hands. Another reason why some people lay hands on others is because they are actually anointed with a tangible healing power mm -hmm. that comes into their hands just when they start talking about it. Yeah. It's there consistently. All they have to do is say, they just start talking about how the Lord has anointed them with a healing power, and all of a sudden it comes into their hands. Mm -hmm. and, and then when they lay hands on that, that individual, there is literally a transmission of that power into that person's body. They feel it. That other person feels it. Amen. Um, I personally, even though the Lord uses me to heal the sick, have not been anointed like that. Where anytime I mention the anointing, it comes into my hands. Right. And that, but from time to time. Mm -hmm. And it's nice when it happens. Mm -hmm. I, I will never forget, I was preaching in a village uh, uh, many years ago. And uh, while I was preaching the gospel, near the end of my message, this presence came into my hands. I knew I wasn't to finish the message until I laid hands at least on somebody. And so I announced to us, did someone come up here, up to the front here, and you'll be healed. Well, this guy comes up, not even walking straight with a, uh, with a limp. He was moving sideways, dragging his leg that had been crippled for 18 years. He had been afflicted with polio as a child. And so his leg never developed. He, had ne he couldn't bend his leg. He couldn't, uh, he couldn't bend. He couldn't sit. He couldn't walk. And instantly, right there, as we laid hands on him and commanded that leg to be healed in Jesus' name, he was healed instantly and started running back and forth. It was beautiful. Just to stand for any length of time, he was in great pain. Well, I can't turn that on. I can't turn that on. I can't say, Lord, right now, there has to be healing power in my hands or I'm not going to minister to the sick. But His presence is within our spirit. Alright? His presence is within our spirit. And God always honors faith. And He always honors acting on His Word. Right. And so whether we feel anything or not, if we've preached the Word of God and people are believing it and acting on it, we can lay hands on the sick and healing power goes into them without an awareness of a conscious healing anointing that right. we're anointed you with. You don't have to wait for that feeling exactly. to do it. Because Jesus said, these signs will follow those who believe. Yes. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Amen. He didn't say you had to feel something. That's right. Um, I'm always touching people mm -hmm. because I'm mindful God is in me. Yes. My heart goes out to people. I can't touch them with my heart. Yeah. I touch them with my hands. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a touchy person. And I believe that it makes an impact on people. It absolutely does. 
Amen. I have found most of the time, for me, this is only me. You can't, if you're a minister of the gospel listening, or if you're a believer hungry to be used of the Lord, you can't uh, box yourself in and say, well, Mark says it this way, Mark right. says it that way. Right. No, you got to see how the Lord uses you. Mm-hmm. Up to this point in my life, um, the bulk of the people being healed is through the preaching of the gospel. Yes, that's true. And a lot of times when I lay hands on the sick, I don't feel a thing, mm-hmm. but they feel it. Right. They feel a lot of times, they feel something going into them. Um, but it's more important to know who you are and what you have inside of you than to feel something. Right. Much more important. But anyway, just to make sure you, we review. The laying on of hands is for one of two reasons, or both. Number one, it's a point where you release your faith. It's the point of contact where you say, at this moment, I believe I take my God-given healing the, 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 the blood-bought healing. Jesus paid the price for it. I take it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two is some people are healed with healing, or they're, excuse me, they're anointed with a healing power that's tangible in their hands. They lay hands on, and at that moment, because of the contact, there is a transmission of power from their hands into that person's body. Amen. Amen. Either way, it works. Just find out how God wants to use you. Amen. The second thing Jesus did here was He commanded the fever to leave. Mm. See, in Matthew's account, Matthew 8, He emphasized the laying on of hands. Mark emphasized the laying on of hands. Luke, the Holy Spirit through Luke, emphasized... Jesus standing over her and rebuking that fever, and the fever left her. Hallelujah. Amen. Fevers will listen to you. If your child has a fever right now, you can speak to that fever, and it has to go in the name of Jesus. This, is, this can be like a really big mind shift for people. Mm-hmm. You might be accustomed to when your child has a fever. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, mm-hmm. take my son's fever away. Mm-hmm. It's okay to pray that way because it's God's will to take your child's fever away. Yeah. But it's a whole, like, different... Um, it's a mind shift. If mm-hmm. you've never done this, you speak to the fever. Fever, I command you to go. Yes. Leave now. Yes. I mean, you might think it's weird to talk to a fever... Jesus spoke to a fever. He spoke to a tree. Yes. You say, well, that was Jesus. Well, I'm glad you're thinking that way because (laughs) now we're going to bring something up. We want to talk about for the rest of this session um, what you have as a believer. Amen. Amen. Uh, The first thing I want you to see, uh, Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Let me... Just find it real quickly. Listen to this. Ephesians 1, verse 19. God wants you to know this. What is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe? Now, some translations bring out for us who believe. Others say even in us and for us who believe. 
according to the working of His mighty power, which He worked in Christ, when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His own right hand. The resurrection power of God, if you're a child of God, if you're a believer, if you've exercised faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and accept Him as your Lord and Savior, His resurrection power resides in your spirit. Amen. Amen. If you're born again, if you've accepted Jesus, whether you feel anything or not, like we brought out earlier, there are those who are anointed by God with a special tangible healing anointing. Thank God for that. Mm -hmm. Amen. But every believer has the resurrection power of God inside their spirit. It's your inheritance. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to pray for it. It's yours. Praying will cause you to be sensitive to it. But it doesn't give it to you. When you were born again, it came into you. Amen. Amen. Yes. The next scripture is Romans 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Amen. Right now, the Holy Spirit is residing in you. The same Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead. He's there to bring life to your body. Amen. Amen. And He's also there to flow out of you to touch the lives of other people. Amen. Matthew chapter 10. Listen to what this says. Matthew 10. It says, and when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power. And that's actually in the Greek, authority. He gave them authority to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Amen. So you have the power of God that raises from people from the dead inside of you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of you. But also, you've been authorized. God has delegated authority to you to exercise over demons and over disease. Amen. How's that exercised? By words. By you speaking. You see, it's one thing to talk to God about your problem. But it's more effective even to talk to your problem. Because you've been authorized to do so. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean we don't pray. We're constantly, we, we ought to learn, to, we should cultivate a lifestyle of prayer. Amen. We're all growing in that area where we're constantly communing with the Lord in our spirit. But to become more effective in ministry, to become more effective in ministering to the sick, my friend, listen, learn to speak to demons, learn to speak to sickness and disease, like Jesus, speak to that fever and tell it to go. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. And when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. I love that. Amen. He cast out the spirits with a, a word. word. What was that word? The, go. Yeah, go. That's right. Go. Depart. Leave. Leave. Shut up and come out. Mm -hmm. You know? And you say, well, that was Jesus. Well, once again, 
You know, Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every person. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who doesn't believe will be condemned. Now listen. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name or authorized by me. In my place, they'll cast out demons. Well, how? Just like Jesus did. Except we do it in His name. In the name of Jesus, devil, leave. In the name of Jesus, fever, go. go. We lay hands on them and they go. Hallelujah. It's really important, you know, take, to take note of how Jesus dealt with the demon. Mm-hmm. And not to just follow what you've seen somebody else do. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen people take a Bible and beat the person with the demon. <laughs> yes. Or, you know, get some holy water. Throw it on throw them. Throw it on them. And, yeah. and like seeing people like grab someone's hair and yeah. move them all yeah. around. No, Jesus didn't do any of that. Yeah, that's right. He that's just right. said, go. Yeah. And the demon obeyed him. That's right. Let's do what Jesus did. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The, the, the last thing we want to bring out here with just a little bit of time we have is that notice this lady, Peter's mo mother-in-law. Immediately, the Bible says, she got up and began to serve. So many people, they want to be healed so they can live their own life. Amen. But God wants us to be service-minded. Amen. I would venture to say that it's much easier to receive healing from God if you have in your heart and your mind to help other people. Mm. Amen. Because there's vision there that's not self-serving. Amen. There was a, a lady in Magui, South Sudan. I was preaching the gospel there, a miracle crusade, as well as a pastor's conference. Mm -hmm. I was teaching on the authority of the name of Jesus at this conference, uh, I left. I taught, the sessions were over, and I left. And after I left, this lady came who was demon-possessed to the conference. And, uh, I mean, she had had a, uh, it was a bad situation for her. She had had like four, she had four children, three of them were dead. Yeah. Three of them. If I remember correctly, three of her children had died. And the fourth one was sick. And, uh, her problems really began to magnify when she went to the witch doctor. That's when the demons started coming into her life. Well, she came. And the pastors who were still there, that's where they were hanging out, eating lunch. She, uh, they, they, they ministered to her the gospel. They led her to Jesus Christ. She accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. And then they said to the demons in her, Leave her now in the name of Jesus. And she was completely set free. Amen. But this is her testimony. This was she testified. She said, as the demons were leaving her, they said this to her. We have afflicted your sons. We are the ones responsible for the deaths of your sons. And actually the child who's sick now is because of us. But because you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we're leaving now. We have to go. Amen. Amen. And then, so she's set free from the demons. The pastors go back to her house with her, and they destroy all of the witchcraft. They, when they destroyed those, the, the, that witchcraft stuff, 
Yeah. Her fourth and last child was completely healed by the power of God. But one thing I noticed about this lady, immediately she began serving in the conference, washing the dishes for the, after the lunch. At the crusade, she was helping people receive their miracles. People who were lame in their legs, she's grabbing them by the arms and walking back and forth with them, helping them receive their miracles. It was a beautiful sight to behold. She was completely transformed by the power of the name of Jesus. The body is for the Lord, and the Lord is for the body. Where's mm -hmm. that found? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I believe. So, I mean, what that's telling us, God mm -hmm. benefits our body, yeah. but our bodies are for His use. That's right. You hear so many stories of people on their deathbeds, and they pray something like, Lord, if you heal me, I will do anything for you. Yeah. Right? That's right. And many times they get a miracle. Yeah. And then they go on to serve God. Amen. So when God heals you, when you receive your healing, follow Him. Stay with Him. Follow Walk Him. Walk with Him. Put God Amen. first. Yes. Other second. Yourself last. Let me pray for you real quick. The time's real short here, but let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus... Now, as an act of faith, you go ahead and put your hand on the part of your body that's sick. Go ahead and do that and release your faith. Say, it's mine, I have yes, it now. I you. receive my miracle now. Father, in Jesus' name, we rebuke every fever yes. that's represented. Everyone who's listening that has a fever or their child has a fever, we command those fevers to go. We command that demonic oppression to go. We command that paralysis to go. Thank you, Lord. Every sickness, yes. every disease. In the name of Jesus, leave the people now. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for healing them. We thank you for miracles in people's homes as they listen right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, if you haven't accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can do so right now. The price was paid in full for you. He died for your sins. He rose again. For your justification. Just say this after me. Dear God in heaven. Dear God in heaven. I receive Jesus. I receive Jesus. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. I believe. I believe. He paid the price. He paid the price. He died on the cross. He died on the cross. He rose again. He rose again. He is the Son of God. He is the Son of God. He is my Lord. He is my Lord. My Savior. My Savior. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Save me now. Save me now. I thank you that you do it. I thank you you do it. Amen. 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 God bless you, friend. We love you, and uh, until next time, feed on this word. It's changing your life. Amen. Amen. God bless. Impact Today is made possible by the generous support of the friends and partners of Global Impact Ministries International.